school's in session. This is Recruiting Daily's Sourcing School Podcast. Real talk about recruiting, sourcing, and <clears throat> cyber sleuthing. Hot takes on sourcing tools, recruiting tech, and anything we want to talk about with no filter. It's time to level up and put your sourcing pants on. Here's your dudes, Ryan Leary and Brian Fink. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends of all ages, you are in sourcing school with your host, Brian Fink and Ryan Leary. And uh, Ryan, who we got on the big show today? We've got Matteo, and I don't want to butcher your last name, Cavasato. Cavasotto. Hi, how are you? That, that, that's my that's my best take on the, on the <laughs> accent. Matteo is with Emmy uh, Labs, which is an up and coming company that uh, you know I, I think they've got some really good things to share. And so I, I asked Matteo to come on, think because he's doing a lot of good things. The company's doing a lot of good things in automation and and chatting and things like this. And I wanted him to explain kind of what they're doing. But even more, I know you've got a ton of thoughts on the good and the bad in that space. And so I, I think oh, it's a good conversation for everybody. Look, look, I look at Mateo and, and Mateo real quick. I didn't say this in like the warm up and whatever. I look at you as a superhero. Okay. <laughs> and for any, any of the listeners, like if you're wondering why I'm looking at a superhero, I am one of the people that believes that automation and AI are going to save recruiting and make recruiting better. Why it's not going to replace recruiters or, or is it Mateo is AI going to no. replace recruiters? Okay. No, that's all. Okay, so, um, you know, there's, there's my rationale as to why it makes it better. I think that it affords us more time to spend with the candidate, to know the candidate's um, uh, modus operandi a little bit better, to really understand them as an individual as opposed to a cog in the machine. Mateo, I'm going to shut up. I'm going to let you take it from here. Why AI and why recruiting? No, great. So, first of all, thanks for having me. And I totally agree with you. AI and technology just keeps superpowers to recruiters using the tech. It won't replace humans. So, but of course, as you say, it will allow people, recruiters, to do what they want to do, to recruit, and not to spend time on reading resumes, calling candidates to schedule interviews, following up with candidates that maybe show no interest, uh, doing data entry in, uh, into the different platforms. So that's why we think that designing technology to automate different tasks along the recruitment process makes sense. And we are focused on a space in the hourly workers or blue collar space where we think that there's a great need for tools designed for those problems. There are specific problems that needs to be addressed with specific tools and that's why we build them. So wait a minute, that's one thing that I wanna be clear about is that you're addressing you know, you got all these tech recruiters like me who are like trying to find engineers and developers and communicate yeah. with them on, on like multiple levels and like really abstract thought and be like, Hey, notice that you like beer. Yeah. You're going after blue collar candidates. Yeah. We, we won't allow you to use our tool. <laughs> we don't even use our, the tool for our own hiring of uh, developers, for example, because we think that again, for each problem, you need to use a different tool. Uh, if not, you are, you are trying to, to have one tool for all problems. But, you know, hiring or recruiting a software developer, it's completely different from recruiting a warehouse associate. So that's why we are focused on those positions. All right. So 
as we're telling the story about really kind of I don't want I don't want to call it blue collar. I come from a I come from a family that started in textile manufacturing. So I really want to call it manufacturing. I apologize yeah. to anybody who thinks I'm glossing it over. But when when you're having a conversation about manufacturing, like I hear manufacturing jobs are leaving the US for this for for Emmy to work, they've got to be coming back to the US. Like what's going on there? Yeah. So first of all, I, I think that they are not leaving the US. It depends. In some uh, industries, it's switching to automation. And of course, so, some companies are moving their operations outside of the US. But uh, I think there's still uh, thousands of job positions uh, around manufacturing. And what's happening is we see an increased competition when trying to hire for this position because there's uh, a lot of workforce retiring. And now younger prospects maybe are not showing as much interest in these positions. Maybe they are not as sexy as uh, other positions. So there's a new challenge uh, in these days around hiring, for example, manufacturing positions, uh, as you said. So I think this is a, a still a, a real problem uh, that we need to address. All right. And so about addressing it, how do you, how do you guys like, what do you automate? Because, uh, you know, I, like I said, I work on tech roles and I know what I automate there. Tell me a little bit about the process. Help me to understand how you're engaging with these manufacturing candidates. Great. So we engage, we, what we automate, it's the relationship with the candidate. I can specify specific activities like screening, interview scheduling, and syncing all the technologies. But the real thing that we automate is building a relationship with candidates. So first of all, to do it, we need to, do, to use technology that it's designed for these positions. So that's why we build our candidate interface over chat. So we chose chat as a tool, like via SMS, via Facebook Messenger, and other platforms, because we know that chat is technology available for everyone. And chat emulates a conversation, a conversa and recruitment is about a conversation. You want to find out about the company as a candidate, and the company wants to find out about uh, the candidate. So that's why over a chat, we take care of building this relationship with the candidate from the moment they show interest for a position till they are hired. So I could go into more specifics about which steps or how we automate in different cases, but uh, on overall, we allow these companies to build a long-term relationship with candidates that may be a good fit for today's open positions, but maybe they aren't a good fit for today, but maybe they're a good fit in the future. So we will uh, uh, allow and our customers uh, use our tool to build this, uh, this long-term relationship with them. That's, that's really interesting. So, so Fink, I know we're talking manufacturing here, but if I'm comparing tech to manufacturing, so I know yeah. some things are different, some things won't be different. But Mateo, you, you bring up a good point. I want to think, I want to get your take on, on what he said here. We're automating the relationship. I've talked to, a, obviously, we talk to recruiters all the time. A lot of recruiters are going to say, I don't want to automate my relationship. But so I think there may be some misunderstanding as to what they're going to understand when we say that. But so, so I, want to, I, want, I want to define that a little more and then think right. take on that as, as well and then how, how you leverage something like that in tech. Well, of course. So a relationship has different touch points. So of course, the human factor, it's central. So as Brian said, when we started, we can't replace the human. But there's a limiting factor, how many uh, hours a recruiter has per day. So there are 
a lot of candidates and you can't interact with all candidates uh, immediately as fast as they show interest. So there's one specific touch point that we automate. It's that it's immediate contact and a relationship with building with a candidate as soon as they show interest. That this is a super important factor for hourly workers. So as fast as possible, you need to do contact these candidates. And then we, uh, uh, from the moment they show interest, we automate all these tedious tasks like uh, the back and forth on when a candidate can attend to an on-site meeting or to a phone interview. We, we follow up with candidates, for example, after we schedule an interview to allow to, to answer questions about the on-site interview, to send them directions on where the, the interview will be held. So we, ter we take care of the, all that back and forth uh, in name of the recruiter so that we can allow the recruiter to have more time to meet with more uh, real candidates and to do what they love, that it's recruiting, not following up on emails or filling up a form. Exactly, right. exactly. You know, so, so I, wanna, I wanna piggyback on that is Mateo, I was just thinking about seven years ago, um, I used to have to coordinate all of my interviews with candidates from the initial phone screen that I had with them to their first phone screen with the client to their on-site with the client, all those different activities. And Ryan, I come back to what you just said. The, you, you know me, the thing that I, that I hate to do the most is to build calendar invitations. I, like I think we're of doing that just like two years ago, not even. Well, well, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, so, so the, so the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, a lot of those steps have been automated for me, or I use different tools to, um, you know, to increase personalization in the email. When I reach out to a candidate, um, you know, I'm using uh, shortcut keys on my iPhone and Mateo, you talked about being mobile. I'm a mobile first recruiter. So like I type in, QZW and that says, Hey, it's Brian. Um, I'm a tech recruiter and those, those quick parts. And I'm able to text that much faster. And because I have slimmed out or, or I've um, reduced the amount of time that I spend on scheduling with a candidate and going back and forth with a candidate about the, about the calendar, I'm actually able to spend more time getting that candidate, what it is that they need that critical information for them to have an edge up on the competition whether that's being, being work that I do as an internal recruiter today or as an external recruiter when I was with agencies uh, several years exactly. ago. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that's the kind of tech uh, that we want to enable, but for different hiring positions. So you can't use the same tools that you use to schedule a phone interview or a Zoom interview with a software engineer uh, for uh, other types of positions. So. That's why we think that there's a huge opportunity in the, this segment. Uh, for example, the ATS, it's a great tool, but if you have a, a long form where the candidate needs to fill in the, their information, or maybe you are showing them a bottom so that they can apply with LinkedIn, maybe that, that's not appealing to a warehouse associate. Maybe they don't have a LinkedIn. So you need to use tools that speak to them so that you can attract them, so that they don't leave your hiring process, your application process. So, so exactly what you're saying, like we need to build specific tools to enhance and to allow these recruiters to do what they love. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, 
I, you know, it's, Mateo, like, I think it's ridiculous when recruiters are, you know, scared of automation. You know, I, I go back, okay, so now I've dated myself seven years. I'm going to go back to the beginning, like 15 years ago, when I used to have career builder alerts bring me candidates that had <laughs> updated their profile overnight, right? Yeah. Like, what, what, things like that. I'm still, I still love <laughs> career builder, right? Yeah. Um, I still wear that green shirt all the time, Ryan. Um, <laughs> so as you say that, and I'll have to take a screenshot and send it to you guys. I literally have Google alerts still coming to me from 2007, eight and nine, when I had them set up for farmer recruiting and med recruiting. I, I'll send, they're literally sitting in my, in my updates box right now. I'll take yeah, it. Yeah. So, so it just, it just goes, it just goes to show like, you know, people, recruiters, recruiters, you know, when they're afraid of something, they, they're condescending and they make fun of it. But then like, it, it still finds its way into making them better recruiters, right? Like, yeah. um, and making it more competitive. Mateo, you know, as we, as we've had this conversation today, like I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm really excited about what you're doing to enable um, the, the future of manufacturing, uh, not just domestically, but internationally as well. What do you, you know, what do you think recruiters need to know about your, about, you know, about your product and how it really is helping in the manufacturing arena? Great. I think something that they need to know it. I think that automation now it's a thing that there are lots of tools. Uh, everyone has some kind of automation. And what happens? What happens normally it's that maybe headquarters or or, or, or the people in charge of buying these 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 uh, tools they started buying one general purpose tool. That naturally that it solves specific problems for specific areas, but not for other areas. So what we've noticed is that a lot of companies, recruitment teams, they are afraid of trying new automations tools for these manufacturing or hourly positions because they maybe they tried before other general purpose tools, which, which are great, great. We even use it for our maybe white collar positions or, 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 or high tech positions, but uh, they, they, they feel that there's no tech designed to deal with candidates that are still applying offline via newspapers or candidates that are applying via referrals uh, or candidates that are uh, just applying via mobile phones, maybe because they don't be up flip phones, maybe because they don't have access to broadband uh, internet. And what, what, what I would suggest is that there are specific tools like ours and others that are built to solve these problems. And I would push them to try things uh, because um, uh, these uh, specific tasks in these processes can be automated. Uh, so that, that would be my, my main uh, advice. Mateo, you talk, you talk critically about one area that I think that recruiters fail to do, and that is try new things. Like, yeah. um, you know, uh, what is it? Can you give us an example of something that you have tried recently and it's opened up your mind and your, your experiences to, uh, to, I mean, it's opened you up to new experiences? Great. So one, one of the things that I, that I, that I'm, we are trying different is how myself uh, is trying to get different input uh, 
on how to build our product roadmap. So before I had us, I was always looking for input from the same specific uh, uh, stakeholders of the hiring process. I was spending lots of time talking to recruiters, which are our users of the process. And I was spending lots of time talking, talking to uh, talent acquisition directors. But as long as some people suggested, I needed to get new input from uh, different stakeholders of the process, from, uh, from IT or the digital transformation uh, uh, leaders of the company, from finance and that advice on broadening my advisory network. It, I think, is helping us to design a better product that solves not only the problems of, of specific individuals inside a, an organization, but for the, the whole organization, uh, 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 for the whole company. So that was a specific advice that I, that as the leader of this company, I think it had a, a great impact on how we think our product. Awesome, awesome. Ryan, you got anything else, my friend? No, man, anything I add right now is just going to degrade the conversation. Mateo, this has been fantastic. I think the audience is going to love the insights here, especially in the manufacturing space, uh, which a good chunk of our audience will listen to for sure. Uh, Mateo, thank you so much. Fink, as always, man, it's been a wonderful time. Spent. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, man, that means it's over. You've been listening to the Recruiting Live podcast by Recruiting Daily. Check out the latest industry podcasts, webinars, articles, and news at recruitingdaily.com.